Good morning and welcome to Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. This morning, we are going to be talking about taking control of your finances. Now, this is a little bit different than some of the Bible uh, teaching that we do, but this goes with Christian life because it's important to have a good financial life as a Christian as well and controlling that. You don't want it to control you because then it can create such havoc in your life. So today on Christian Life with uh, the podcast being taking control of your finances, uh, we're going to talk about several things this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the topics we're going to cover and I'm going to go down those right now. Um, so before we begin, let me let me say this. Please, if you want to record this, please record this. Um, you can, you know, save it and play back for later. It'll, it can be important. I'm going to give out some information for some of the tools we're going to use so you can contact me and get those tools. Um, but uh, the topics we're going to discuss today is introduction to the debt management process, uh, mental fitness, Needs versus wants, consumer credit counseling services, debt consolidation services, credit and debit cards, loans, income, expenses, and a budget. Using the income worksheet and spreadsheet. Uh, we're going to talk about using the expense worksheet and spreadsheet. Now, these spreadsheets you'll be able to uh, obtain from me um, on the Podbean site. If you um, go to contact and you send me an email, I will send you the spreadsheets. <clears throat> uh, some other topics we're going to discuss uh, using a monthly budget worksheet. Um, the meat and potatoes. I call it meat and potatoes, but it's really the core of, you know, if you want to pay down bills, um, we talk a little bit about bankruptcy, and if you're in really in financial trouble, you know, what bankruptcy can do, what it can't do, and, and, and some of the immediate steps you can take. But what we go through today will help you get a better handle and, and have you, you'll have better control over your finances and understand where your money's going. You know, do you make enough? Do you not make enough? So let's go ahead and dive right in. To this and let me uh, go back here all right and we're going to take and um, let me introduce you to you know uh, the debt management process that we have here and, and I say debt management but you know you think well it's debt well it's really finance it's, it's about understanding the money you have coming in the money that's going out and you know do you need everything that you have coming in you know, going out on certain bills. You want to keep more of it, right? Well, everybody does, of course. You know, sometimes we get into a position where we just have too many bills. So what can we do about it? Um, okay, so some of the basics, uh, current income, you know, understanding, you know, what our current income is, the current debt. What, what's our really, what's the debt that we have? People don't think about that. They don't think about all the, all the, income they have coming in. And sometimes it's easy, but the debt, you know, do you really know all of your debt? Sometimes they have monthly debt that they have reoccurring. It just comes out of their bank account. They don't see it. You don't think about it. And a strategy to pay off that debt. 
We'll get the debt management spreadsheet using the spreadsheets. And, uh, and, and we're going to go ahead and get into that. Uh, the first thing, you know, beyond that introduction, we're going to talk about mental fitness. Why is that important? Because money does create stress. Financial stress is unique. It, it is unique, you know, and, and everybody has it. Whether they're concerned about, you know, the, the money they have coming in, when they're going to get paid, is it going out? Where is it going? Is it just sitting there not doing anything for you? Well, this isn't an investment podcast, a webinar today. This is, this is about taking control of those finances. So, you know, you want to invest, you'll need to invest in class. But, you know, financial stress is unique because everybody's different. There, there is no, there are no two people out there who have the same financial stresses per se because of the circumstances around those are unique. Now, you want to be aware that you do have financial stress and, and it can impact those around you in your life and how you do things, you know. Um, sometimes when you interact with someone, you may be uh, more cordial. You may be nicer to that person, but because of financial obligations you have or stress, you know, you might be a little more, um, short with them. You may be a little more snappy. So be aware of that. That can, that can affect how you treat, you know, not just your coworkers and friends, but your loved ones. And that can change your life. There's no magic bullet. There's really not. Um, understanding your income, your expenses, and controlling it will help you control your mental fitness. It'll put you in a much better place. This workshop's going to help you today. So we have needs versus wants. A need is an essential that is required for you to live. A want is something that is not essential for living. And thus, if you don't acquire it, you're not going to die. You're like, oh my God, if I don't get that, I'm gonna, it's the latest and greatest. And you may, you know, be bummed out. So what? If you try to live, you know, with the Joneses, you're always going to be in that competition with somebody out there, you know, I gotta have the same thing or I gotta have better. You're just burning through your income, your cash. And you don't wanna do that. That's no way to live. It's really not. You know, be happy with what you have. It's important to be happy with what you have. You shouldn't covet other people's stuff. So what they got it, who cares? You know, is it gonna make them a better person? No. Can they buy their way into heaven with it? Nope, they certainly can't. Now, thinking about needs versus wants, I, I wanna put something out there to think about. The cost of a want. Now, people drink, some people drink soda. It's not true all around the world, but some, some places people drink soda. They drink several a day. Well, we're gonna look at a soda. Just imagine it's $1.25. And you know, you drink, one a day versus two a day, and how much that costs. Well, if there's a five-day work week and you drink one a day, you're paying $6.25, right? Do I have it wrong? 
No, that's right, six twenty-five. Five days, dollar twenty-five a soda, one a day. Two a day is twelve fifty a week. Now you say, oh, it's six twenty six dollars and twenty-five cents difference a day, just drinking two sodas. But you know that's a, that's for one week. But let's look at it for the year. That six dollars and twenty-five cents is now you know for one soda you're paying three hundred and twenty-five dollars a year. For two sodas, you're paying $650 a year. Now, that's a good chunk of money when you think about it. What could you do with the extra $325 or, if you're drinking two sodas a day, $650 a year? Remember, you know, water's free. If, if your water is drinkable, depending on where you're at, some places it's not drinkable, but water's typically free. You know, you can buy bottled water and stuff, but, but water's free. Tap water's free. And then you could take that money and use it elsewhere. Now, with finances, some people think about consumer credit counseling services. And some people out there are going to be saying, what are consumer credit counseling services? Well, consumer credit counseling service will work with you and creditors to create a repayment plan. Consumer credit counseling services have agreements in place with both creditors. They require a lower percentage of your total debt to then be repaid if you meet certain financial thresholds. So you're going to pay back your money. They're going to agree to take, you know, maybe a little less. But they don't want you to go bankrupt because then they get nothing. Now, when you go to them, you should be aware, excuse me, that your credit's going to be, if you're familiar with your credit report, they're going to freeze your credit. They're going to put an entry in there. They might not freeze it, but they're going to put an entry in there. Some do freeze it. Um, and it's going to say you're working with a credit consumer credit counseling service, and you're probably not going to be able to get credit from anybody until you finish paying off your debt, all of it. Now, there's debt consolidation services. Debt consolidation services will take all of your debt you have and lump it into one payment to them. Now, with the consumer credit counseling services, you're going to be paying each of your creditors the same thing with the debt consolidation service. The difference is you're going to be paying directly to the debt consolidation service who will give money prearranged out to your creditors. And again, they're going to hope that you don't file bankruptcy because they want some kind of payment. They would settle for, they do, do settle for less with these prearranged Percentages, they know that it wipes out some of their profit. Profit, that's not the original amount that you, you know, finance. That's the interest and stuff. But they just want some of the money back so you don't go bankrupt and they lose it all. Now, the thing about debt consolidation services is the first several payments to the debt consolidation service. Some of them will keep it as a fee before any money goes to your creditors. So if you start paying in January, that money 
for that month, however much you know that agreement was that you made, uh, will go to the debt consolidation service first. Once now, if you don't do that, you know you got to pay their fee first before they help you. But once they get their money, then the money you pay, they will start paying your creditors. So you're paying extra for them to pay your creditors. Good or bad? And you could look at it like with the cost of the fee that they charge, that's money that could have went to your bills. So just something to be aware of. So we're coming to credit and debit cards. Now, credit and debit cards. Credit cards are linked to a financial account which you have funds deposited. Or they're linked to a pre-approved account with a credit limit, you know, with some financial institution. The debit card is linked to a financial account where you have money and it's limited by the money you have in there. The credit card is credit, a credit line they are giving you based on whether it's secured debt, unsecured debt, but it's some form of credit. It's not money you have. They're going to lend it to you with an interest rate. The debit card is money you have. You spend it. And when it, you spend it, it's gone. There's no fee or anything because, you know, it's your money. So now we're going to talk about loans real quick. Now, I'm going over this fairly quickly, but I can send this to you. Um, like I said, I'm, and I'm going to remind everyone throughout this uh, live podcast, you know, please contact me. Uh, go to my Podbean website, Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. Go to the contacts, send me an email. I'll send you the slides that I use, and I will also send you the worksheets that we'll be using. So we'll continue on with loans. Now with loans, oh, and excuse me, please, if you wanna record this, please record it, I, I don't mind. So it should be out there for everybody, but please record it if you want. Uh, loans, there are signature loans, there are secured loans, home equity loans, and there's like payday loans, and there's a bunch of small ones. Um, signature loan. Signature loan is a line of credit obtained by signing a promissory note. You're signing a promissory note saying you're, you're promising you're going to pay it back based on your good name. And you may not require a, a co-signer and you may not require collateral with a signature loan because you have a good name. You don't have a bad credit history and they're willing to give you a loan based on that. Now, a secured loan is a line of credit given with some item that you own or will use as collateral. It's typically like an automobile loan, a house loan. Um, when If you default and don't pay that, the creditor has the legal right to seize the item that's being used as collateral. So if you have a car and you don't pay it, they have a right to come take the car. And we have home equity loans. It's obtained by using the equity in your home. The equity in your home is the value of your house minus what you owe. So, you know, if the value of your house is $100,000 and you owe 50,000, you have $50,000 equity in your house. So you can take usually 
a loan of some amount up to that amount. But you can't use all of it typically. There's got to be a little uh, pad in there. There's some federal regulations in that. So, and they change all the time. So you'll need to talk to, you know, um, a mortgage lender on that for if you're going to if you're going to refinance or something and take the home equity loan. Now, income, expenses, and budget. This is very important when we're talking about your finances to understand. Now, income is money from any source that may enter your household. This could be from work. It could be from money that, you know, somebody gives you as a reoccurring thing. It's not a one-time gift because one-time gifts, we're not going to count that in here because that's not something we can rely on every month. But it's money that you're going to get regularly every month. It, you're pretty sure it's going to come in every month. And an expense is anything that you spend that income on. A budget. A budget is a process of allocating your income in an organized manner. You want to take control of your finances. You need to understand how much money you have coming in, where the money is going, what you're spending it on. You know, do you have enough money coming in to take care of your expenses or do you have more bills than, you know, you have money coming in to pay and you need to budget that when you budget it, you're taking control of that income and expenses. So you understand and know what's coming in, what's going out, where it's going, and you can make educated decisions based on that. Now I have income worksheets and spreadsheets. I have expense worksheets and spreadsheets and a monthly worksheet and spreadsheet. The income worksheet and spreadsheet are the same except for one important feature. The income worksheet has to be calculated manually. You can print this out and you can, you know, write manually in there and use a calculator or something to calculate the numbers. The income spreadsheet, I've got it in, in Microsoft Excel, but certain fields will calculate automatically when you put numbers in there. They'll calculate for you. The income worksheet and spreadsheet. Now, when we look at this, I've got it broken up. So what's your income for, for monthly income? What's your weekly take-home pay? You, you can put that in one area and then, you know, let's calculate it for the month. You know, there's four weeks in a month. If you get paid every week, if you get paid biweekly, it's, it's, you know, that weekly pay times two or that paycheck times two. So you got your monthly. And then if you calculate, if you times that by 12, you've got your yearly pay, you know, how much you're going to get a year. Now you want to, all your income that you have, you know, you can put down. Then you have the income of, of maybe a spouse or a partner that's in this. Um, if it's just, you know, you're renting out a room or something, no, you don't want to put that person. But if it's a you know spouse or somebody who contributes, and you know they're they're in it that much with you as a partner, then you want to put their pay in there, the weekly take-home pay, calculate it for the month, and calculate it for the year, so you know how much you're making a week. You know how much you're making a month. You know how much you're making a year. 
some people will say, well, you, do you really need to know that if you're calculating the weekly? Well, it helps you understand what your total income is over that time frame. It's good and it helps you for making long-term decisions. Now, we don't want to include one-time gifts. And if you have a second job, put that down there. If you get Social Security, put that down there, child support or other, if you're receiving income from something else. And, you know, and, and that way you can figure up your total monthly income. You know how much is coming in. As we said, it's very important to do that. The expense worksheet and spreadsheet are the same as the income. You know, the expense worksheet has to be calculated manually. You can print that out and you can write down your expenses in it. The expense spreadsheet will be calculated automatically because I've got that uh, calculated in Excel to do that. And it's important to know what you're spending your income on. Now for the monthly expenses, you know, you've got to think about mortgage and rent, phone, electricity, gas, water and sewer, cable, refuse removal, some people it's trash, uh, vehicle payment if you have any, auto, you know, auto gas, how much are you pay for gas when you have to fill up, how much does it cost for the month, any maintenance cost for that month, insurance for car insurance, house insurance, how much does it cost, health insurance, there's life insurance, groceries, dining out, medical, hair, clothing, dry cleaning. There could be personal loans, you know, and some of those can come down to is it a signature loan, secured. Um, do you have any student loans? What's your credit card debt? And you may have some other kind of debt, and that's fine. We just want to make sure we capture all of that and put that down there. That is very important. So that's what we're going to capture on our monthly expenses. Now, using the budget worksheet and spreadsheet, it's the same as the income and expense. It's not the same, but it's this, it's the same format. The worksheet has to be calculated manually. You could print it out and write on it. The, the budget spreadsheet will calculate certain fields automatically because it's in Excel. Again, if you need copies of those, please reach out to me. Go to the Podbean website. Christian Life with Dr. Winbaker, contact me, send me an email, and I will send those to you. Now, the monthly budget. The monthly budget, you know, at the top of it, you want to put your monthly income. You've calculated that. You know how much money you make. Put that up there. And underneath of that, we've got monthly expenses. And it's all those expenses we just listed. Mortgage, phone, electricity, gas, water, sewer, cable, trash. What is your What are your expenses? Now, projected costs and credit cards, student loans, all that. Projected costs. What do you think it's going to cost you? Write that down next to it. Now, when you pay them, you want to have another column there. You want to write down the actual cost. You know, is it? When you look at that, you know, we, we want to have a third column here with the difference. Is it what you projected it was going to cost, the actual cost? Or is it different? 
Is it a lot less or is it a lot more? It may surprise you. Some people say, oh, I found a little bit of money. I didn't know I was that it was, you know, that much lower or I didn't realize it was that expensive. It's, it's you know, $50 more than what I thought. Of course. And at the, at the bottom of, of the sheet, you can do it any way you want. But, um, you know, I've got monthly income, total projected cost. And then I've got estimated projected savings. Where you're going to save, do you think you're going to save money? Or do you think it's going to cost you more than what you think? And then I've got monthly income, total actual cost, and actual savings. You want to calculate that up, the monthly income minus the actual cost. You know, how far off are you? Is it a positive or a minus? Negative, you know? That can vary a lot. But it can help you understand where your money's going. And based on that, we can make adjustments, right? Look at that. You know, do you need the cable? What kind of phone plan do you have? How expensive is it? Is there a way you can modify that? Groceries, dining out, medical or hair. Maybe you don't get your hair done as much. Maybe you, you know, there's always substitutes out there. If you're eating steak, maybe you go to, I don't know, something else. You either go to chicken or, or pork. It depends on the price of when you're making replacements, you know, when you're, when you're, taking one and replacing it with another you know when something when an item gets very expensive typically individuals will go out there and find an acceptable replacement for it something else that's cheaper so it's just something to think about now we come to the meat and potatoes of taking control of your finances well this is really for helping you when you pay down your bills. You know, it's a snowball thing. I, you know, what you want to do is you want to list your debit, credit cards, auto loans, signature loans, student loans. You do not want to include a mortgage payment or recurring bills such as utility or phone bills. And when you list these items you want to list them this is the lowest amount this is the next uh bill that i have that's the higher amount and then you want to keep going till you get to your most expensive bill as each line item is paid off you want to take that monthly amount you were paying for that one and roll it onto the next item now, if you have extra money every month, you can add that to that item that's at the top of the list. But as you cross them off, you have a new item at the top of the list. And then you're adding that extra cash to that payment. It's called a snowball effect. At first, it's going to be slow, but then it's going to slowly speed up paying the other bills. So while some of the ones first seem small, they're going to start acting heavy on the other bills that you have because you're going to be paying off that next bill faster. And then the next bill after that's going to be even faster. And that's snowballing. You know, when you're when you're adding it to the next one when it's paid off. 
Now, in some cases, individuals may not have enough income to make their monthly payments. <coughs> Excuse me. And that happens. It's part of life. It does happen. Everybody gets in situations. And this is part of mental fitness. You can be stressed out. And that's fine. Think things happen. You have to accept that. You just can't let it go. But you have to take control of it. So one of the options that you have, if, if the money, you know, if your expenses or liabilities far exceed your income, you can look at bankruptcy, you know, as a last resort. Now, there's more than two types of bankruptcy, but I'm going to just, you know, there's chapter seven and 13. There's, there's the most common types are chapter seven and chapter 13 bankruptcy. There's more than that, but those are the two that are most common. If you're thinking about bankruptcy, you should contact a legal expert because it's going to vary depending on where you're at. And in some locations, bankruptcy is not going to be an option. Now, there are, there are fees and expenses required for filing bankruptcy, if you can file bankruptcy. But that far outweighs the advantages if you are in a situation where you need to file bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is designed to give individuals and businesses a way to reorganize their debt or cancel their debt and address the issues that caused the financial insolvency to occur. So it's a way to reorganize the debt or cancel it. And then you can go back and look at what caused it and make sure that doesn't happen again or fix it. Change the circumstances so it doesn't happen again. But again, you're going to want to contact someone who's familiar with the laws in your location because it's going to vary. And like I said, in some locations, uh, you're not going to be able to claim, you know, go bankrupt. So, but if you're in debt and you're stressed out, you know, there are immediate steps you can take, right? You want to lower your monthly expenses. Maybe think about a consolidation loan and call your creditors. Now, lowering your monthly expenses. You want to go down those expenses and, and like we talked about what can you change what can you get rid of can you change your cable or, or tv can you change your phone plan food you know there's alternates of food you know the, the bills think about that what kind of vehicle do you have if you have an auto loan do you have a very expensive vehicle or there's a different vehicle that you can get that might use less gas and the payment might be smaller you may not want to do that depending on how much you owe one. Consolidation loans can be dangerous because then you're throwing everything into one loan. Going to have a larger amount. You're going to stick to it. Why can it be dangerous? Because it frees up other finances. And then if you haven't addressed why you have all the bills in the first place that put you in that situation, you can go take more loans and credit cards and spend money and be right back in the same situation. But you may not be able to take a consolidation loan next time. You can call your creditors. You can ask to change the terms of the loan. You know, can they lower the interest? Yes, they can. Can they lower the payment? Yes, they can. If they want to, it's up to them. Remember, you're calling them, asking them to do something. It's in their best interest that they work with you. If you explain the situation, but you need to explain the situation. You just can't call them and say, hey, I want you to change this. 
because I said so. No, they need to understand. It's got to be a valid reason. Now, you can write your creditors. I've got some sample letters. You can, you know, contact me again at my contact page, and I'll, I'll send all the tools to you for this uh, workshop here, taking control of your finances, and restructure your, your payments, you know, maybe a lower payment, maybe a different interest rate, maybe just a lower payment. And you can obtain cash to pay down, you know, your debt immediately. You know, is there, is there any assets you can sell? Do you, do you have anything you can sell? You know, people might, uh, it seems crazy these days, but there's, you know, people who have game systems. You know, you can get a hundred, $200 for a game system, depending on how old it is. The games. Because I'm not selling that. Oh, my God. Well, how much do you want to pay off that bill? Do you really need that game? <clears throat> I know people who have games and, and game systems and other things. And they bought them. They had them for a year. They sold them. They said, oh, it was stupid that I bought it. They paid, you know, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars. And then the games are expensive. And they sold it for a hundred, two hundred bucks. That's kind of crazy if you ask me. But, uh. Hey, they realized they made a foolish mistake buying them in the first place. But you can sell the assets. Now, there's a couple other things you can do, too. And, you know, don't be ashamed or afraid to do this, but you can ask your family for help. They may or they may not be able to help you. And if they can't, that's all right. You know, you can also ask your friends. You know, just say, hey, you know, I've got all these bills and stuff. Is there, It's my fault. I'm trying to correct it and make things right but is there anything you can do to help you'd be surprised some may some may help you some may not totally up to them but you can ask them if you don't ask them you don't know the worst thing they can do is say no of course they may blah 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 and oh that's terrible and you got to do better so what they're right you need to do better if you if you have a credit problem but you know, that's if, if you're having problems with paying your bills. But otherwise, just, you know, what we've talked about today is important for understanding your income. What money do you have coming in and expenses? What expenses are going out? And then ways you can budget and control that money. You don't want to spend it all. You want to save it. You want to have six months in the bank or saved up. So if something happens you have at least six months of cash to pay your bills. That's that's an average, but if you don't have it, you're at risk. It puts everything at risk around you. You know, think about where you're living and what you have. You know, do you have a mortgage payment? If you're if you don't have that, you're you're lucky. You know, but take control of it, own it, understand it. Now, the spreadsheets that were being used today, please reach out to me. Go to Podbean, Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. Go to the contact page, send me an email, and I will send those out to you so you can calculate and use them. Um, and I hope this actually helps everybody. Now, this was a live event. We were still going to keep recording the other podcasts, and we may have future live events, but I hope this was beneficial to everyone. And depending on what's happening, the live event will, you know, 
be the same Christian life with Dr. William Baker, but the topic will change. So having said that, I hope everybody has an excellent day. And if you have any questions or comments, um, again, reach out to me. If you get stressed out, please reach out to me. You know, I want to help everybody as much as I can. So with that, have a blessed day. This is Christian Life with Dr. William Baker. God bless.